Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Being okay with being wrong and losing money it takes practice. It takes patience. It takes time to figure that out. And, you know, once you overcome that hurdle, I think really the sky's the limit, right? Because then you know, hey, I can take a loss. It's no big deal. I can always make it back. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's at simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest back on the line, Allison Ostrander. She is the Director of Risk Tolerance and an Options Specialist down in Austin over at Simpler Trading. Allison, thank you so much for coming on the line today. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, Allison and I were just chatting beforehand about some of the topics that we could cover today and really with the volatility that's going on out there and everything, how I mean, everything's different now, right? Having absolutely risk management at the forefront of your mind when you're trading, honestly, I think is so much more important than how much you can profit, right? And so I think Allison's going to cover a lot about that today. But um, Allison, first off, if you don't mind, uh, please tell the audience who you are and uh, we can get started in today's episode. Yeah. Um, so my name is Allison Ostrander. And like you mentioned, I'm the director of risk tolerance and an options specialist here at Simpler Trading. <clears throat> I've been trading uh, since I got out of college. I actually uh, graduated with a BFA in theater performance and my dad was getting into options trading and he wanted us kids to learn. And so I thought, well, that sounds a lot better than waiting tables to try and make a source of income for myself while I pursue this other career. And I started um self-teaching. I grew a paper account to kind of show that I knew what I was doing. And then I did one-on-one -on -one coaching. And within that first uh, real money trade, I had completely recouped my coaching fees and locked in a profit. And I was like, oh yeah, no, this is something I'm going to definitely continue to do from here on out. And it kind of just blew into a second passion of mine to where I am today. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you what, you started out a lot better than I did. <laughs> I went through uh, two trading accounts before I ever found profitability. So yeah, you uh, you start off on the right foot there. <laughs> so Allison, let's talk about risk management today. And that was going back to what I was just saying a moment ago. That's where I really failed was I did not have my risk management parameters in really in any kind of effect, right? I didn't know first off what I was doing. And second off, it's okay to not know what you're doing if you're doing it small. But let's say you're doing it with like all of your account and you're buying all these out of the money long calls right before the election and uh, things just go sideways and, uh, you know, it didn't work out. And I learned a lot of lessons because of that. And I'm sure you've probably got a lot of lessons that you've learned as well. What, what I, I like to call the Wall Street tuition. So, 
So tell me, Allison, some of the, the risk management parameters that you guys are looking at. Well, it's funny that you first mentioned that you kind of have blown out your account because I could almost say starting with a winner is worse than starting with a loser. Um, because what ended up happening is I didn't understand my risk tolerance, right? I was paper trading, so it felt like I kind of have infinite money there. Um, and then I get into real money. And so I make this big win as you know, making when starting off. So I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I have all this confidence. I kept putting in more capital. And then when I had that first loss, I was like staggered by how much my account had dropped down. And I was like, oh no, this can't be the case. Um, and for me, a lot of negative emotions went behind be the fact that I had too much risk on the table. And so when I realized I was staying up all night watching futures, when I was watching, you know, China's market and Asia and Europe's open, uh, trying to figure out what that may do to my own trading portfolio the next day, which, you know, it you're never quite sure. It, um, I realized it all stemmed from me putting on too much capital risk. So for myself, what I ended up doing is making a 25% rule for my account. And so what I basically do with that is I take 25% of my account and I invest it into multiple new trades, right? So not all of it goes into one trade. I break it apart against different charts that I see that I like the setup on and that I jump into. Um, and then I have another 25% of my account that's used strictly as management for any new trade that gets behind. So, you know, whether it's pulling back to support and I want to put more in to cost average the price down, um, or whether I'm using one of my management strategies to kind of flip a trade from one strategy into another to make it benefit for the current market condition that I'm seeing on my charts. Um, I leave that open for that. And then with 50% of my account, I know it sounds like a lot, but for a smaller cash account like mine, um, I leave 50% completely untouched. And that way, if for some reason I completely blow out the 25% for new trades, I blow out the 25% for management trades, I have 50% of my account left over to tell myself, okay, where did I go wrong in this? Was I doing too many lotto earning style trades, like with Netflix, for example, thinking it was going to go up and then it just <laughs> ends up going down? Mm -hmm. um, was I doing you know, uh, being too aggressive on my capital where the chart entry is not quite there. And I was kind of hoping that they would work out rather than just pulling the capital back off the table. Um, and that way I can kind of reassess everything and then take that 50%. And then once again, apply the 25% rule and try and grow it back up into the full account value I had before I lost the original 50. Um, and another reason why I do this is because if you're trying to be an income trader, right, if you're trying to use this as your main job, there are going to be times when you take losses, right? There are going to be times in life where a tire blows out that you need to pay for or um, other things occur. And so that way, I know I always have capital in the bank to pay myself if I need to, if I have a down month or a down week um, or something happens like emergency that I need to pull a little bit of extra funding out for and pay myself for. I have that capital and reserve to be able to do that. And for me, it allows me so much more sleep at night <laughs> and it allows me to not get emotional about my trades, to not really have that um, what I like to call hopium, hoping a trade will work out, it leaves me a lot more stricter and in line with my trading plan itself. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. That's super smart, that 25% rule. That's something I definitely could have used a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I, I take a little bit of a different approach. I, I like to, how should I say? I, I don't like to go all in, but I do like to diversify 
concentratedly, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, so like right now, I'm pretty much all tapped in, but it's all in different places, right? I don't have one big trade in Netflix because then I would be pretty <laughs> upset this morning. But I've got a lot of little trades in a lot of places that look like they're going to work out for me. And uh, that seems to do okay for me. And, and one thing that I found on a risk management side that works well for me is I am a very poor mental stop person. Like, let's say, <laughs> let's say if Netflix drops $100 from 500 to 400, and I look at it on a chart and I'm like, man, it's still got a chance. I think it could come back, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, so I, I'm a terrible mental stop person. But what I have found is layering both and this may be something the audience wants to try layering both a stock and an option trade together. So let's say I want to go long, let's say long Netflix, for example. And uh, we put it on at $500. I wouldn't have ever traded earnings because I don't, I don't trade that way. No. But let's say, uh, <laughs> let's say I put it on at $500. I'll, I'll buy one share of stock just so I can put like alerts on it so I can do market, uh, what is it called? Stop market orders on it. Mm -hmm. Let's say I put my, my, uh, stop loss line, uh, my trailing stop at the uh, 10 day moving average, right? And let's say that's at 450. Now, if Netflix drops below 450, I have the long stock and I have a uh, put spread. Now, I like to put the put spread around that um, 10 day as well. Uh, and, it, and it varies. I like to back test these to, to find different ones, but that's an example, right? Yeah. So I have combined the stock and the put spread, but the put spread has so much more profit potential um, percentage wise than the stock, right? So um, that's really my core trade is the the put spread in a percentage terms. And um, really, I'm just using the stock there as like, hey, look, if the stock gets basically uh, stopped out, the trade is a combo trade. And there's yeah. no point in having one side of the combo on without the other side. And so then it's like mentally, it's like, okay, you have to exit this trade. It's not, it's no longer what it was intended to be originally. So that's something that I've been doing and I really like it. Like it removes a lot of emotion when I can say, oh, my stop loss is hit. The stock's already gone. Half the trade's already closed. I need to close the other half. And conversely, you know, if it's going up, you know, I just move it up along with the moving average as well. Absolutely. I think that sounds like a great idea. It's almost like a physical stop sign for yourself in yeah. the um, option account to where you can say, oh, okay, no, it's hit the stop sign. I don't want to blow past it right. get hit by a truck. So let me go ahead and finish doing what I need to do here. So yeah, yeah that sounds great. It is a little frustrating because you can't put that same type of order in on an option, right? You can't say if the stock hits 450, then close my option trade. It just, there's no order type out there that I know of that can do that. So having that work on the stock side and then just knowing like, hey, if this closed, I need to close that seems to work a lot better for me. Yes, absolutely. And I can say I'm the same way when it comes to taking a stop loss, unless the actual physical chart changes, right? Maybe you're in consolidation to where the trade's not quite working out for your benefit, but everything still remains in the pattern that you're anticipating. Um, the way I work around it is I'm just okay losing 100% of the capital risk in the trade. So my trades are very small risks, very small contract amount to where I know if for some reason I do lose 100%, I can easily make it up with another trade or two on the profit because of how I've created that risk first reward on the overall trade itself and how I've kept my initial risk on each trade very small. So you're saying like if it was a $5 wide spread and you took in a dollar of credit, your dollar in credit is the max you would lose 
Like the you wouldn't lose the other four hundred dollars. You would only lose a hundred dollars. Is that what no, you mean? No, I I would lose the four hundred dollars. Oh, you would. Okay. okay. Yeah, that I'd be okay with that. And it, personally, for myself, I wouldn't get that risk versus reward ratio on the individual trade. Oh, sure, sure. So I would <laughs> bring it up quite a bit. So that way, to me, the profit potential usually I try and make it even or outweigh the risk on the trade itself. And then that way, I know I have a low risk trade in general, and certainly that other trades that I look to put on can easily make up that risk if it ends up being a full loss. Mm -hmm. so. so so the example I gave is like an out of the money put spread, which is generally yeah. what I trade. What what type of trades are you setting up where it's got uh, a better, obviously, risk to return uh, relationship than that does? Yeah, so I lean towards debit vertical spreads a lot. Um, so I'll go with sometimes out of the money debit vertical spreads with ideas of certain targets in line. If I do do credit spreads, they're typically at the money and I'll open them either at support or resistance levels. So I know there's a high probability it's not going to go past it and move down. Um, butterfly trades are excellent mm -hmm. for risk versus reward and allow you to kind of have a really wide range of profit potential and a wide range that the price can move while still keeping your capital risk on it rather small. So those are some of the strategies I certainly like. Um, I actually just got done teaching a class called my profit recycling class. And in there, um, I talk about ways where you can actually protect your capital risk um, either lock it in for a break-even or guaranteed profit, and then you're not technically closing it out. You have a free trade out there with additional profit potential. And this is one of the ways I actually use it to get around uh, my intraday trading day rules because uh, I love to intraday trade. I'm a big fan of it, but my account size isn't above 25000 to where I have those unlimited day trades to be able to do that kind of mm -hmm. trading. And so I've kind of uh, created and tweaked this strategy to where I'm able to now be able to take action like that and take advantage of these intraday moves, especially in volatile markets, um, but avoid that day trading rule. And then most importantly, have it to protect the original capital risk that I put into the trade and either greatly reduce it if the price and the charts are starting to go against me, um, or ideally cover it for an overall profit and then have an additional profit potential out there the next day or if it's SPX, you know, going into cash settlement, kind of like a lotto trade to see where it pins mm, uh, going into the Interesting. Trades. So that profit recycling class, is that something you do on a regular basis or was that like a one-time thing? Uh, I've done it once before in the past. I tweaked the strategy uh, for this market environment and also <laughs> with uh, being a stay-at-home mom uh, to a 10-month-old, I kind of had to realize how to be able to trade and still do the strategies I'd like, but not necessarily spend as much time in front of the computer because she just, <laughs> she demands all the attention, mm -hmm. even when I'm trying to sit there and trade with her. So um, I kind of tweaked the strategy, adjusted it for that, and it's been working beautifully. Um, we just got done with the live trading for the class itself. And I only took one loss out of the, I think 14 or 15 trades we took on those live trading days. So, very happy with that. Very happy with the win rate that I've had prior to that. So um, it's another way that I personally keep my risk in check, but still am able to grow my account, even if it's not with huge wins, right? Even if it's not like million dollar profit wins or, you know, crazy things like that. Um, it's at least getting those base hits in to where I can steadily grow the account. And I'm always at peace with the capital risk out there because of it. Uh, and, you know, I think that really matters, honestly, 
more than anything. Because uh, I've been where you've talked about earlier, where I've been watching the futures all night, watching <laughs> everything else, waking up in the middle of the night in cold sweats like, oh, no, is this it, what's going to happen? I mean, I've been there and I don't like it at all. It's not fun. And I was recently talking to somebody about escalated trading situations. And I was like, to me, trading should never get to an escalated position ever. Like if it's not working, it's okay to take the loss. The only thing that's going to happen if you don't take the small loss is you're going to take the big loss. I mean, uh, it, it, and, and, and being okay with being wrong and losing money, it takes practice. It takes patience. It takes time to figure that out. And, you know, once you overcome that hurdle, I think really the sky's the limit, right? Because then you know, hey, I can take a loss. It's no big deal. I can always make it back. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people I've one-on-one -on -one coached in the past where when we start the coaching, they've already completely fully invested and blown out their accounts because they've stayed in trades way too long where the chart went against them, the trade went against them. There's not even much management that you can do because it's so far behind. And it's just, you know, it's heartbreaking to have to sit there and try and talk and work with them. And oftentimes I would introduce them if that was the case um, to the 25% rule starting off to be like, okay, look, if you're going to continue to do this, right? Because there's not much we can do for your account now. Here are some guidelines that I would look at implementing. So that way you're never in this position again. Um, especially, like I said, as an income trader where you're having to pay yourself, right? Uh, you need to anticipate losses. It's just a part of trading. It's much like if you, um, a colleague of mine used to say, it's much like if you owned a construction company, right? And you have a truck out on the road and all of a sudden the truck and, you know, just breaks down, you need to get some replacement parts. Well, that's going to happen. That's a part of owning a truck and having that style business. So you need to have some money in the back bank, mm -hmm. right? In the back to be able to pay for those unexpected expenses when they occur. And I think personally, the same thing is very true of trading, right? We're going to see times where, you know, maybe not as drastically, but what happened in March, right? Where the market just started to sell off. So having little insurances in place, whether it's a hedge trade, whether it's keeping money in the bank, allows you to be able to sit through that kind of market to still actually be able to trade and take action in that market, maybe in the bearish direction versus the bullish direction you were in prior, um, and still be mentally and emotionally okay and having your psychology be a lot more even rather than going to what I like to call that dark side of the trading, like oh, the yeah. Sith side, right? Where you let yeah. your emotions really <laughs> drive your trading rather than just being cool, calm, and collected and sticking to the trading plan that you know has been working for you. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And, and you know, when we add the, the added complexity of options and their, their potential added profitability, but also their potential uh, catastrophic blow up your accountability as well. Yes. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, and that's something like a lot of new traders. Uh, I mean, there's been so many headlines recently of traders blowing out their accounts with, and, and, and devastating consequences. And, you know, they get lured in by the thought of, oh, I can buy an out of the money call and I can control 100 shares of stock and I'm only spending, you know, $100 on it. Well, I've got a $25,000 account or I've got a, I've got a $5,000 account. How many of those calls can I buy? Okay, I'm going to buy all of them. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> like then they have nothing left afterward. And it's just like, if you bought oh, it's stock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you bought stock, you'd still have the equity there even if it didn't go anywhere, 
But mm -hmm. I mean, I as you and I both do, we both love trading options, but it it doesn't come second nature. There's a lot more you've got to learn to get to the point where you can be confident with trading options. And I think that's where places like Simpler Trading really come into their own and are valuable to so many people in so many different ways. So the reason I ask about your your uh, your class there is because I'm gonna tell people to go check you out over at Simpler Trading. Um, will you be putting that uh, class on in the future for them to go and see? It will actually be in our class um, archive in our store eventually, but I'm sure um, I have a link that I can send you if you want to post with oh, it. Oh, that'd be great. Um, but uh, you should still be able to actually get the bundle for the class now, which comes with some of my indicators, or if you call customer support and you're really interested and just want the class, you don't want the indicators, um, they should be able to a la carte it for you still. Um, and I think that's going to last a little bit longer. So that way you can get it a lot less um, at a cheaper price, right? Compared to what it typically is purchased at in the store itself. So Very cool. absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Yeah, so you guys, make sure you click the link in the description below that Allison's going to send to me. I will not forget that, I promise. <laughs> if I do, somebody's going to call me out on it. It's happened in the past, so it's okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Allison, really, thank you so much for your time today. This has, been, this has been really interesting. I love having these conversations because so many people get into trading thinking that it's just such an easy way to just become a millionaire overnight, but the risk side slaps them in the face and they just really never saw it coming. So having these conversations I feel is so much more important than having the uh, profitability conversations. Yes, absolutely. Because to me, when you get the risk in line, it's easier from there to be able to grow your profits. And if you don't, um, at least, you know, with the guidelines that I go by with the 25% rule, I know I still always have money in the bank to be like, okay, what did I do wrong here? What did I, you know, did I not follow my trading plan? What happened to where I can reassess it and then get back in the game or paper trade a while to get my confidence back up and still be able to follow this second passion of mine. Perfect. Well, Allison, thank you so much for today. Uh, I really appreciate your time and thank you guys for tuning into today's episode. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss when we have more tools, tips, and tricks and interviews with fantastically smart people just like Allison every single week. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10MinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.